Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group and PayPal. It's Wednesday, November 1st, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. Welcome to November, everyone. My name is Noel Acheson, Coindesk collaborator and author of the Crypto's Macro Now newsletter on Substack. On today's show, we're talking about stablecoins, wage pressure, ETF moves, and more. Be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice and turn on notifications so you don't miss an episode. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Now, a markets roundup. Crypto markets started November in a cautious mood. According to Coindesk Indices, at 8 a.m. Eastern Time this morning, Bitcoin was trading down two-tenths of a percent over the past 24 hours at $34,423. Ether was trading down seven-tenths of a percent at $1,798. Then, as we were getting ready to record, Bitcoin shot up to just over 35000 Then it dropped back to around 34500 where it seems to be holding steady for now. Looking back on the month, Bitcoin uncannily delivered its average October return. According to the website Bitcoin Monthly Return, the average Bitcoin performance for October going back to 2010 was 27%. Bitcoin's performance for this past October? 27%. This makes Bitcoin one of the top performers among the mid to large cap tokens, but there were some that did better. In October, Solana rose more than 66%, Chainlink was up almost 50%, and Sushi was up 34%. It wasn't up only, though. Over the month, Uniswap lost 8%, while Maker's Token lost 10%. In macro indicators, today I want to talk about a data point from the labor market that is not directly about jobs. It's the Employment Cost Index, known as the ECI, which matters to the Federal Reserve because of what it says about wage pressure. It's the most complete wage metric in that it doesn't just focus on salary, it also takes into account bonuses and benefits, and so better reflects the cost to employers. The index for the third quarter came out yesterday. The good news is that wages rose 1.1% in the third quarter relative to the second. We can agree that people earning more money is good. The bad news is that the increase was higher than expected, and since earnings influence consumption, 
It suggests that the U.S. consumer could continue to show strength for some time yet. That is not good for the fight against inflation. It's unlikely to impact the Fed's thinking about the next two FOMC meetings, but it does mean that the Fed cannot take another rate hike off the table just yet. U.S. government yields rose yesterday, with the 10-year Treasury back up at 4.9% after getting as low as 4.8% earlier in the day. In stocks, the main U.S. indices closed the month on an upbeat note, with the S&P 500 up almost seven-tenths of a percent yesterday, the Nasdaq up half a percent, and the Dow Jones up four-tenths. All eyes today will be on the interest rate decision from the FOMC, which is expected to be another pause, and on the Treasury's funding schedule. I spoke about this in more detail in yesterday's podcast. Futures are pointing to flat to slightly down moves this morning. In Europe, shares were mixed yesterday as investors decided that they liked the latest batch of corporate earnings, but that the economic outlook was still bleak. The German DAX and the Eurostock 600 were up six-tenths of a percent, while the FTSE 100 was largely flat. So far this morning, the main indices look flat to slightly positive. In Asia, Japan's Nikkei index climbed 2.4% yesterday as the yen weakened to its lowest level against the US dollar in about 30 years. This is despite hints from the Bank of Japan that they may be poised to start raising interest rates soon. Apparently, the currency market is not convinced. A weaker yen should boost Japanese exports. Both the Shanghai Composite and the Hang Seng were largely flat on the day. In commodities, oil prices are climbing again. The Brent crude benchmark is up 1.5% on the day, trading at $87.90 a barrel. Gold is holding steady at $1,985 per ounce. Stay with us. After the break, we talk about stablecoins and ETFs. CME Group cryptocurrency futures and options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. These cash-settled contracts give full exposure to crypto performance without the hassle of holding the physical position. No digital wallet? No problem. Trade nearly 24-7 in a transparent CFTC-regulated market. Visit cmegroup.com crypto to learn more. This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Introducing PayUSD, PayPal's stablecoin. Designed for digital payments and Web3 transactions, PayUSD is the only stablecoin supported by PayPal. Built on Ethereum, it's compatible with widely used wallets, exchanges, and dApps, and fully backed by US dollar deposits and cash equivalents. Eligible US PayPal customers who purchase PayPal USD are able to transfer PayPal USD between PayPal and external wallets, send PayPal USD to friends in the US on PayPal or Venmo without fees, shop with PayPal USD on millions of sites, convert any of PayPal's supported cryptocurrencies to and from PayPal USD. Whether you are a crypto expert or a newcomer, PayPal provides a secure and convenient platform for your crypto transactions. Start exploring at paypal.com PYUSD. Welcome back. In this section, we look at the importance of reserves. But first, there has been some movement on the Bitcoin spot ETF front, but it's not the movement many think, judging from some of the reactions I've seen on X, formerly Twitter. Yesterday, Twitter noticed that the Invesco Galaxy Spot Bitcoin ETF ticker symbol had become the second of its kind to list on the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, known as the DTCC, which handles the clearing for NASDAQ. 
listing on the DTCC is an important step before being able to start trading. So, what does this mean? You may remember just over a week ago, it was reported that BlackRock's Bitcoin Spot ETF had appeared on the DTCC, which some took to mean that approval had been given. This pushed the Bitcoin price up almost 15%. Then the listing disappeared, then it came back, and anyway, it turned out that the BlackRock ticker had been there for a while. It also became obvious that the listing did not mean that the SEC was about to give the go-ahead. The same applies here. The Invesco Galaxy listing does not mean that we are about to get some positive news from the SEC and or the issuers. Listing on the DTCC is necessary for trading, but it does not mean that trading is about to commence. Nevertheless, this time the message is slightly different. BlackRock is the world's largest ETF manager with over $2 trillion under management. Filing the paperwork and paying the fee to list all sorts of potential ETFs is trivial for them, whether they expect approval or not. But let's not forget that BlackRock doesn't propose ETFs without being fairly confident it will get approval. The firm has only ever had one ETF proposal rejected by the SEC. Invesco is much smaller than BlackRock. It has over $400 billion under management, which is still huge, but it's not the absolute giant BlackRock is. And its listing appeared sometime over the past few days. Where I'm heading with this is that BlackRock, fine, we expect it to be ahead of the curve in the paperwork and the listing preparations, but we now have two big investment managers that have done the paperwork and paid the fee, and it's unlikely that they would do so unless they were pretty confident approval was coming. We know from the recent refiling of the bulk of the proposals that the SEC is engaging in dialogue with the issuers, which is different from the last time we were waiting for news. This additional listing reinforces the message that the likelihood of approval is high. And next, we need to talk about stablecoins. Yesterday, Tether, the issuer of the largest stablecoin in the market, USDT, reported on its latest attestation, which revealed that it had $3.2 billion of excess reserves. Let's unpack that. First, an attestation is not an audit. It is simply a verified snapshot at a given point in time. It does not certify that the assets are still there the next day, but it does transmit some reassurance that the backing exists. Stablecoin audits are a complicated matter since there are as yet no established standards, so attestations is what we have to rely on, and they are certainly better than nothing. Second, a $3.2 billion excess sounds like a lot. This is good news. Tether has come under a lot of public criticism over the years for its handling of the reserves that back its stablecoin USDT, and this has raised some concerns given that it is easily the largest stablecoin in the market and a pillar of crypto trading. The market capitalization of its circulating tokens is currently around $84 billion, up from $66 billion at the beginning of the year. Problems at Tether would be really bad for the ecosystem. A large excess is reassuring. But not all reserves are created equal. Reserves are there to make sure that all USDT holders could redeem their stablecoins for cash if they wanted to. But for that, all reserves would need to be liquid. That's not the case with Tether. The company's assets include $5.2 billion of secured loans, which are not necessarily easy to unwind. This amount is lower than in the previous quarter, but Tether had said at the end of last year that it would reduce the amount of secured loans on its balance sheet to zero. It has some way to go. The $3.2 billion excess certainly helps to ease concerns about this amount. That's it for today's show. 
For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Acheson for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.